This week, it's the 70th annual uh, Mental Health Week held by Canadian Mental Health Association. And this year's theme is Name It, Don't Numb It. And it's obviously, it's been a particularly trying year for everyone. We all know mental health has suffered greatly because of the restrictions of COVID, the isolation, kids you know, missing school and being at home, working remotely. There's so many stresses that are on us every day that it is a great week to take some time to just sit back, take a breath, and start to think about your own mental health. At the same time, it is Children's Mental Health Week, and it's extremely important for uh, those of us who are adults to understand our own mental health, uh, identify what's happening to us, and understand what tools we can use to try and bring ourselves back to some sense of peace, which is extremely difficult. But it's really important that as adults, we know how to do this so that we can talk to our children about what's happening with them, understand what's happening with them, and give them some tools so that they can cope with with the anxiety, um, the stress. Uh, eating disorders are on the rise because of, of the isolation. Pathstone Mental Health has launched a few new initiatives in recent months, one of them being Pathstone TV and the other, The Worry Monster. And I'm talking to Kim Rossi today to just talk over a little bit about what people, parents and kids can learn from Pathstone TV and how The Worry Monster is helping so many younger kids. Kim, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Let's talk about Pathstone TV first, because it's a new um, channel that you've launched, and it's really cool. I've looked looked at it, and I found it really helpful, but can, I mean, for me personally, but can you just give me an idea of where the idea came from? Because it's more than just a YouTube channel. Yeah, absolutely. So Pathstone TV was just another form of communication you know, and, you know, at Pathstone, as much as we're children up to age 18, as, as far as who we support with mental health struggles, we're really about the whole community. And if we can support the whole community, why not? Um, so a, a while ago, we did these corporate shout outs. And what we were doing was we were highlighting companies in the community, whether they were donors or not, who were just doing good by their staff and whether or not they were offering uh, mental health benefits or if they were forming wellness committees, if they were doing kind of interesting and innovative of things we wanted to share it with the community give them a bit of a pat on the back and hopefully inspire others to do the same uh, that's kind of where pathstone tv was born uh, because what we ended up doing is sharing this platform to some of the corporations to share with their staff uh, we were struggling before the pandemic but even more so now we launched this channel it'll be a year old in june so we did start it after the pandemic, but it was in the works for quite some time. And as much as we're a children's mental health agency, Pathstone TV is really about topics that we all should be aware of and reminded of in some cases. Uh, their episodes are two to five minutes at, at length at most. Um, and they range from resiliency to dealing with anxiety versus stress and defining the two because they are quite different. Uh, gratitude, self-awareness, 
as we get into the uh, summer, we're going to be focusing on teens and building self-confidence, self-esteem, dealing with anxiety, talking about symptoms and signs of eating disorders. Um, so it, it's a balance between mental health struggles and, and issues, as well as mental wellness. And that's really the focus of Pathstone TV. It should be viewed by everyone in our community and hopefully, you know, shared across our community and beyond. Well, there's no age group, really. I mean, you're you're focused on children. But um, last week, I talked to a psychotherapist, and I was talking about this idea of hitting the wall, right? It, and people are just hitting the wall, and their brains are getting garbled, and so on. And, and, and like, why is that happening, and, and what to do about it? And uh, the advice he gave me was so similar to the uh, the episode you have, which is getting through the third wave. What do you do to get through the third wave, right? So he said to me, think of those things that really matter to you and make you happy. And then, you know, just do those things. Like, how do you reconnect and, and, and get back into the sort of normal? So then I watched that episode and it was about making a list identifying, you know, like I feel like a three, picking one of those favorite things off your list and doing it, and then afterwards identifying how you feel. Well, I feel like a six. Yeah. Okay, that's a great idea. Well, I only feel like a three. Okay, well, let's just kind of put that one to the side. And I thought, man, that's really um, like a hands-on way of taking what I talked about last week from an adult perspective mm -hmm. and putting it together for me, because what a great way for me to connect. So, it's it is um, for for everybody, exactly. and yeah. um, but for kids, it's. I think that okay. I was talking to a thirteen year old just yesterday, and he had said to me all the way through this, "I don't mind virtual learning; it doesn't bother me at all." Yeah, I'll go back to school, but he said yesterday, "I'm afraid to go back to school because of COVID, hmm. and I might get COVID." And it's the first time I've heard a kid say that. And because I'd watched Pathstone TV and I started to make that connection with kids are, are now going through sort of a, a whole different phase. Mm -hmm. This, that's a that's a demonstration of anxiety. That's, you know, thoughts leaving the present and worrying about something that may or may not be an actual uh, possibility. Um, and, you know, the chances of contracting COVID at school are very slim based on the numbers that we've seen at this point. I mean, yeah. the argument can be made as to why schools are even closed at this point. Uh, but then again, golf courses are closed and that doesn't make sense to a lot of people, too. So, you know, some of the decisions that have been made with regards to COVID make sense to us and some make no sense. And um, hopefully we can get back to, you know, kids being in school. Uh, did you? I don't know if you, you were aware, but the board had sent out, uh, one of the boards had sent out a note asking if your kids would like to be in virtual uh, schooling come September or in person. And I thought, why is this even an option? Why aren't we just all of the, the mindset of we're going back to school in September and if there's a lockdown and, and it, school's closed, then it's closed and we revert to virtual. But I never thought of virtual being a preference versus being in person because kids get so much from a social connection it's more than education it's more than sitting at a desk and writing on a blackboard it's it's all about you know intramural sports and it's about football games and it's about interacting with peers and learning about social cues it's like it's so much more than just a place where you learn how to you know reduce fractions which i really didn't learn very well um so we're hoping you know that come september because it will alleviate a lot of the mental health strain that we're seeing at pathstone 
Most of it is rooted in pandemic related things like school closures and cancellation, online learning, social isolation. Those are all things that we're seeing and, and why our numbers continue to climb. Are, so are these, are the, are some of the, the kids, um, kids who have already been going to Pathstone for therapy and this has just escalated into a, a whole new area? Or are you seeing a lot of newer, uh, you know, newer children coming specifically because of what they've had to deal with over the last year and a few months? So I'll put it to you the same way I would put it to any adult. Um, if you had a mental health issue, how did you feel over the past year? And if you've never had a mental health issue, how did you feel over the past year? So yeah, we have new clients for sure because they've been challenged by the pandemic. And I think every single person has been at some point had their mental health challenged through the pandemic. You know, it's one bright spot when you talk about mental health and awareness. I think everybody can either relate or empathize much more than they could have 15 months ago with what a mental health challenge and struggle is. Uh, so yes, we've had clients return. We've had clients not want to leave because they just don't feel uh, they like they know what's coming next. One one child said, "I'm afraid of I'm afraid that something's going to happen to the world and I won't be ready for it." Like these are big concerns from little people. Uh, so to answer your question, it's kind of a, a mixture of of both. Well, and parents aren't aren't um, prepared, and which takes us back to Pathstone TV, right? Because you can go in there now, and and when I first sort of looked at, it, I thought, well, who wants to watch something on resiliency? But then, <laughs> but no, but then when you watch it and you start to understand, and I think that as an adult, if you can understand how those things apply to your own life, you can start to see it for your kids. And up until now, we've talked a lot about playing, you know, getting kids off screen by playing board games and, and, and those kinds of sort of, it's more of an activity as opposed to sitting down and understanding um, how do I feel. And for children to even think that they might have a mental health issue, much less express it, right. is, a, is a really new thing. So when you talk about resiliency, if you're trying to teach a child to be resilient, but you're not resilient, how is that going to go? So that that's true, <laughs> right? From Dr. Jean Clinton was really impactful because it allowed adults to do a check on themselves and then demonstrated to them how they build resilient children. Okay, let's talk about the worry monster mm -hmm. because I think that that is one of the coolest things, and it kind of makes me think of Pathstone TV for really little kids. Kids who maybe can't relate that well to watching a video, but they have a worry monster. So where did that come? Maybe tell me first what it is, and then we can talk about how you how you came up with the idea and then brought it into Pastone and the therapists. So the first thing that we noticed was a couple of surveys that were coming in with regards to the pandemic and the effect it was having on children's mental health specifically. And we were seeing at Pathstone, as well as seeing across the country and beyond, an increase in kids that are dealing with anxiety. Like that six-year-old I had said to you, she's worried about the world and that something will happen to it and she won't be ready for it. That's, a, that's an anxious feeling. And she, this same girl said that she had 15,000, quote, worries. And, and wow. as much as she was this At the age of six. Yeah, she was this little person and so, so eloquent and beyond her years. And maybe that's part of 
part of the struggle there, but like so advanced. And she articulated these worries one after the other. So as we saw those cases increase, um, something kind of serendipitous happened at the same time. My colleague, Michelle, had talked about, uh, you know, her weekend and she had hung out with a friend via Zoom and her, this friend's son had anxiety and she had picked up these worry monsters. And so Michelle asked, you know, what's that all about? And they, they had purchased one. It's a fuzzy little blue stuffed plush monster with a zipper mouth. And the, the zipper mouth would hold worries that were either written down by the child or with help from an adult. And I said, oh, that's brilliant. And at the same time, Pathstone was going through a clean out. We had to get rid of all of the paper and pen tasks we would do with children, fidget spinners, anything that they would play with or express feelings with. Even our, you know, our play treatment room had to be cleaned out completely because of COVID concerns. So it was sort of a perfect storm. I picked up one of the dolls or the worry monsters, brought it around to our therapist and said, is this a tool you can use? Is this going to be effective in dealing with kids that are having anxiety uh, or anxious feelings? And they said, absolutely. So at the same time, I had happened to watch a webinar about crowdfunding and how to do it. And I thought, okay, well, this could be our first test. Let's test the waters on crowdfunding. Let's see uh, what we can do with it. And it, the Worry Monster campaign was born. Uh, we were able to tell a really great story about what our problem was, what the solution was, and then ask the community to help us meet the need. We could, we could buy a thousand of these Worry Monsters and still not have enough. Um, the end result was just under $11,000 was raised in 14 days. Um, and we purchased Worry Monsters by the hundreds and they are en route. We have some in, in our office now. They've already been gifted out. And I talked to our clinicians today, a few of them. They are so excited. They're overwhelmed by how much these kids that are getting them love them. Uh, they want to talk about how much better it makes them feel. So essentially, um, the other great part about this tool, it allows kids to keep it. It allows them to put their worries in the monster the moment that they have them versus trying to recall them when they're meeting with the therapist. And so then when they meet with their therapist, they unpack the worries right then and there and start talking about them and working through them. So it's actually become a more effective tool than the tools we were using. Yeah, it's um, like, it's such a great, again, adults, right? Get your own worry monster. Some people already do, you know, you have a jar and you put your, but to be able to take that out right away out of your head and put it somewhere else instead of keeping it inside, like the little girl who's got 15,000 things that she's worried about, she'd need a few worry monsters to, to, um, to fill all of that. So some therapists have used them mm -hmm. and found them really helpful. And they're able to make that connection with the kids better. And I think what you just said is really so important, and you've been doing a lot of this at Pathstone, is that we know the world has changed. Obviously, we don't need to talk about that for the millionth time. But the 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 way that you're providing services, you're learning some really new cool new cool stuff that was was born out of COVID and out of necessity from COVID that's going to give you new treatment methods and avenues going forward and now you know this kind of stuff works you can continue to build yeah absolutely the other you know the other part of it is we wanted to engage community on a project that offered immediate impact and results which it did i'll i'll finish the story about the six-year-old who said uh to her therapist oh i have lots of worries i could fill that whole monster 
And she said, well, the monster might be full, but then you'll be less full. And she said, that's right. So it was just, it still gives me chills when I kind of recall that story because it, the therapist just like our team just gets it. And that's the whole idea is to lighten the load of a, of a small person, a, a child who is carrying the weight of the world. Well, and the therapist too, right? It must be very, very difficult for your therapists to have these, you know, more and more kids coming with really complex worries. The last thing that I can think of, the last period of time, I can think of where kids were really, really kind of freaked out and they needed a lot of help was 9-11. They, you know, didn't understand how something so horrific could happen and there was a lot of counseling and so on that went on with that. But this is this is so protracted. And again, our kids are going to be living with this. They're calling them um, Generation C. So that's mm -hmm. the new, you know, coined the phrase Generation COVID. And these kids are going to be going into their future and even adulthood having to cope with these formative years where, as you said, they're not making, even if you have to wear a mask, right, you're not making that connection with facial expressions and, you know, basically you're seeing a mask in, in someone's eyes. Yeah. So what's next? You're working on a teen series now. <laughs> yeah, there's always something going on here. So Pathstone TV is going to pivot slightly to talk about teen self-esteem and teen, teen self-confidence. So we're really going to be talking to teenagers in the next uh, little portion of our series. We have about seven or eight episodes lined up with some great experts uh, in the field. And, we, and we're reaching out to Chio, we're reaching out to McMaster and talking to their experts there. So it's not just Pathstone staff that are, that are contributing. Um, so that's one thing on the Pathstone TV side. And then from a, a pop-up project series, we are readying our next pop-up series. So Worry Monsters kind of focused on kids 10 and under. Um, the next series, the next pop-up series is gonna focus on 11 to, to 18. And we're really, we're tackling an issue right now at Pathstone with regards to eating disorders. And so it's an immediate need that needs some support. And so that, that'll be the next appeal that we come out with. Is that something that's also escalated along with anxiety and uncertainty? I, I mean, is that, is that sort of leading to um, seeing more, and mostly girls, right? With, um, although I, I know that boys as well yeah. have um, eating disorders that can sometimes take a different form. But is this something you're seeing increase because as a direct result of COVID? Absolutely. So there's a couple of reasons why. Yes, COVID, um, eating disorders um, can offer control when you don't have much. And through COVID, we haven't had a lot of control. Um, and eating disorders. So it, it's not necessarily starvation. It's, it's all kinds of eating disorders. And it obviously has some body image issues attached to it as well. We have seen an increase because of COVID, but we've also seen an increase because two of the other uh, hospitals that surround us are no longer seeing kids in person. So we're assuming those cases. So I can tell you over the past 30 days, we've received 65 new cases involving eating disorders that are in eating disorder primary. Um, that's shocking for, and, and that is a huge caseload for us. Uh, we are looking to put our team through gold standard training to be able to handle these cases effectively and efficiently, we will see probably about 150 cases in regards to eating disorders this year. That's terrible. Uh, I know it's very hard for parents to recognize. I talked to a couple of parents about, about their daughters, and in one case, it was a friend of the daughters who came to the parent 
and said, mm-hmm. we think that there's something going on because, um, you know, Wendy isn't eating lunch. Right. And so we don't know what that's about, but we thought we should tell you about that. So that is that is very scary because not only is that emotionally um, terrible, um, destructive, yeah. but it's physically destructive. They're killing themselves. They're killing yeah. themselves yeah. in, in the case of starvation. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, a, a friend of mine I grew up with had an eating disorder and it was quite severe to the point where she now no longer gets hunger pangs. She's completely destroyed that mechanism within her body that tells her to eat, that it, that she's hungry and to eat. She has to look at a clock now. Wow. So we can do, yeah, it is, it's not only psychologically damaging, it's physically damaging for sure. Now, uh, what is happening with Pathstone in terms of your hours? How do people get in touch with you? Um, are you doing in person? What's what's going on over over there? Yeah, so it's a little mishmash over here. Uh, if you're already a Pathstone client, uh, therapists are seeing in person as well as via video over the phone, whichever is preferred. Walking clinic, currently our offsite walking clinics, which there are seven, eight of them across the region, are closed to in-person visits, but video walking clinic is open and thriving. So it can be a video connection anywhere you are Monday to Friday and crisis and support line operating 24 seven as they have been always um, is the first, first spot to call to make a video counseling appointment or to speak to someone over the phone about any of your concerns. And where do, okay, so I need to know three things. Mm-hmm. One, people uh, go to pathstonementalhealth.ca to see in general what you offer. And there's just so many programs on there. It's amazing. How do they find Pathstone TV? So Pathstone TV is at pathstonementalhealth.ca slash Pathstone TV. Uh, it's also under the resource tab on Pathstone Mental Health. And then come Monday, you will see a pop-up for Children's Mental Health Awareness Week, which starts in May and runs for a full week. We've got all kinds of programs, virtual cooking sessions, story time uh, planned for the entire week. And uh, walk-in clinics, the phone number, and how, how do people do that? Yeah, so to get walk-in clinic access through video counseling, which is how we're offering it at this present time, you just call 1-800-263-4944, which is the crisis and support line, and just ask them for a video counseling appointment, and they will make that for you and send you a link. Well, terrific stuff coming out of Pasto, not only from a treatment perspective and, uh, you know, the services that have sort of always been there as your as your gold standard services, but the new things that are coming down the line are so fantastic. And uh, parents out there, I totally recommend that you go to Pasto TV and watch all of them. Not only will you understand better what your kids are going through, but you're going to find it very helpful for your own personal situation. Completely. Thanks, Kim, for coming on. And um, uh, we'll be in touch again. We talk often about Pasto and uh, we've got Mental Health Week coming up. And a great time for people to really take some time and and, uh, care for themselves as a parent or an adult and for their kids. Thank you. Always a pleasure.